Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Thank you for being here today. This is Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT, 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 Action Leaders. It's what it's all about. You got to act. The other thing, and cultural transformation. I'm here today. Rich Barron, my partner, is with me. I'm Michael Bailey. We are going to talk about something that's a little bit different than we have, but it's all, of course, it's always about leadership or leaders and culture and all that great stuff. We're going to talk about this question here. Leaders, do you actually know what your strengths are? And if you believe you do, how do you know that? Yes. So let's start there, Rich. What's that all about? You know, I, I think this comes from, uh, the, this question comes from a lot of the people we, we've talked to and a lot of these assessments that we've done. And, uh, you know, this MLEI that we talk about, we've we've done, you know, a couple hundred or more of these, you know, probably, you know, quite a bit more than that. And it's interesting how these people that we talk to and give this assessment to, they're always so shocked about where their strengths are. They always come back to this thing, well, I'm a people person. And you hear this a lot in interviews. Matter of fact, with the people we we job coach, Michael, uh, one of the things that they they say, you know, well, I'm a people person. Well, unpack that for me. What does a people person mean? And so when they find out that maybe their strengths lie somewhere else, at first, you know, it's it's a little bit of disbelief, like, you know, no, I'm a people person. I, I really do this. But when we they really start to find out that being a people person runs the gamut, you know, there's there's a huge, you know, that's they're opening up a whole universe of topics at that point. But then they find out where their real strengths and gaps lie. And after a while, when the lights start coming on, they start to accept that. That's that's great. But that's that's there's so many out there that think I have this particular strength. And in reality, they're really cheating themselves by not truly finding out what their real strengths and gaps are. It's true. It's um it, we talked about this before. Uh Pavlov's dog, we've all heard of that experiment. Yes. Probably over a hundred years ago when they did that. Pavlov's dog was. Every time the dog was fed, Pavlov would ring a little bell, and that yeah. associated the bell with the food, and now the coming forth of saliva. They did that not often enough, so he just ring the bell, and the dog would start salivating. That's what a lot of leaders are like. 
they notice where the bell is. So they yes. go to the bell, yes. right? And now they're salivating because that's what they've been trained to do. They've been trained to, when you say, are you a people person? Yep, I'm getting it all over the front of me. I wish I had a little bib right here because yep. I get so excited. I want to talk to the people and work with them. And it's and it may not be real. It just just like the, there's no food in the dish dog, you know, in its bowl. And so you get fooled thinking I am something when you're really not. I would say 80 percent of people that we've done that with have been surprised at their leader styles. They weren't really oh, yeah. aware yeah. of it. So they, they were trained in. The other thing is this talked about the mouse brain here. A mouse was connected up to its brain with a needle that would shoot little bits of dopamine into its brain. All it had to do was push the lever down, just push it down, and it get a little shot of dopamine. Well, dopamine is also so associated with going and getting food. I got to get some food. Dopamine kicks in. You get the energy now to go get the food. You eat the food. You get another shot of dopamine. Oh, look, feels good all the way around. So I got it. I've been trained in where to go get the food, where to remember yeah. where the food is, all that kind of stuff. Well, this mouse got so hooked on the dopamine, it just kept pushing that little lever again and again and again. And eventually, it starved to death because it preferred the dopamine over the actual food. So what does this mean? What does this actually have to do with what we're talking about with leaders and the state of leadership in the world today? 75%, maybe as high in some ways, is what maybe 91% of leaders are just struggling and they don't know really how to do this. Right, but they're stuck on the on the Pavlov bell, and they're stuck on the dopamine needle to the brain, and they have no clue as to who they really are, and where the real juice for them in life is. Yeah. So they're going around pretending they're somebody that they're really not, and because they're pretending, they move into the imposter syndrome, and when you really look at that, they got an eight cylinder engine, but they're only going on two. Yeah, and, and driving and around the block. Why, just go around the block. Yeah, just but yeah, that's but it. But don't dare get on the highway. Don't get dare get on the freeway. Yeah. Just keep butting around the block. Yeah. And so that's what we're talking about here. Here's the real power of what we do here is to help people to understand who here's who you really are as a leader. Yep. You probably think you do. Chances are four out of five, you do not. Yes. You know, and 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 it's interesting. We see this in a lot of emerging leaders, young leaders, um, people who are just maybe being promoted by the company into a leadership position because they might have been really good at their job. It has nothing to do with the ability to lead people. That has everything to do with, you know, the company sees this person. Man, they're great at their job. I think they'd be great in this position. So they get promoted because they might have had some success at leading a team or success in, you know, communicating or whatever that might have been. But so the company sees this or they and, and they get promoted to this specific position in, in leadership. And immediately these people think, man, the company promoted me. I must be really good at what I did. And so that becomes the focus of what they do. And that's where you see down the road, suddenly there might be a problem. They have to really start dealing with employee issues or they might have to deal with financial issues, whatever that may be. And there are, are not, they don't have the toolkit for it. They don't because they thought all along 
I've been really good at this one thing. And so, and even beyond that, they might have someone in their company, a, a senior leader in their company, or someone in HR or whoever that is, they want to continue to impress because obviously I impressed them once because I got this done. I got this, this, this job because of it. So I'm going to keep trying that to see if that really st- keeps working to impress this person. There's the bell. There's, There's the, the bell. bell. And you know what happens is these people in these senior leadership positions or HR really have done this person a disfavor. They've they've put them in a position they were not ready for. They didn't really outline uh, the expectations of what it was going to be to be a leader in that position. And so they just keep trying to build this one trick pony that they've got without understanding that, my gosh, you've got so much more potential. If you would back off or if the company would back off instead of just promoting them, giving them the opportunity to really learn where their strengths and gaps lies before they put them in these leadership positions. You know, by doing that, you know, like you said, there's we're ringing the bell, ringing the dinner bell for you. But, you know, that's all you got. That's all you got in your tool bag. It's that one wrench. Yeah. And that and that's the problem. Eventually it burns them out. We know that's true. Yeah, they either burn out, they quit, they get fired, or they get stuck at that middle management level, and they just don't know what to do because they've never given those fundamentals. And the most fundamental message of all is who you are as a leader yes. and understanding that and then knowing how to go through and work your leadership maps. Yes. You know, it's not just a one play kind of thing. It's here, you know, one trick kind of pony thing. It's It's really... It's a, it's a series of skills and strategies that makes a great leader. So we've got all these people out there. And see, the funny thing about it, if you were to ask the mouse that was pulling the lever to get the dopamine, yep. how are you feeling? Feeling pretty good. Are you hungry? I don't know. I might be. But right now, I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> you feel pretty good. Yep. <laughs> I, got, I got the dopamine, but maybe uh-huh. yeah. it seems like my stomach's growling, but. I don't really care, but I'm okay. I'm feeling good. (laughs) (laughs) All good. You know, and the other one is that the other way to look at that Pavlov's dog is ring the bell, ring the bell. And you're like, here, it's like a promise. Yeah. The promise of food, the promise of food is coming. One of these days it will actually show up. It actually, that Pavlov's dog example actually turns out to be the carrot and the stick. Yeah. Yes. Think about it. Absolutely. And so they can make these. These these emerging leaders or these middle management leaders believe that something is coming. You know, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. But what they're really looking for is, can you raise yourself to another level of leadership? But they, right. they don't know how to get there. They don't know how to get there. And, and you know, that's where that biggest area of, of uh, retention issues are. It's in leadership. We see this big burnout uh, in people in that, that area in their 30s, you know, because we know that. Uh, the national average for people to really start getting into leadership development is until they're like 42 years old, but yet they get these positions in their late twenties, early thirties, and they either burn out and they quit. Or here's the other sad part about them is they get terminated by the same people who put them in that position because they saw some potential in them and they stuck them there and they never did anything to develop that. And they may have even misread that person's talent, absolutely potential. Yeah. They may have seen something there, but because they're not particularly good at figuring out how people work themselves and right. how to hire or how to 
uh, promote great leaders, yeah. leaders with you know potential there. They don't know how to do that. So they, they're the ones who muck it up from the very beginning. And then they yep. blame it on the hire or the promoted. Yes, absolutely. So what do we do? How can we help these people? And we've said it again and again. Here's the problem, Rich, and this is what we deal with a lot, is this. Oftentimes, if you're listening to this, oftentimes people will actually believe, I know the kind of leader that I am. I've got that down. Right. We have talked to people that are extremely talented and actually very good leaders. How they figured it out, I do not know. But they have somehow magically or intuitively figured it out. Now, here's the thing about it that we said, okay, let's take a look at your leadership maps. And we went through them and they're just kind of agog in, gosh, I, yeah, that, that is exactly what I do. I just have never been able to explain it to anybody. I couldn't tell them what it is that I do. I attempted to, but I didn't know how to explain it to them. Well, here's the good thing about this. You take this MLEI, not only will you be more cognizant of it, right? If you can't think about it clearly, you can't direct it. And if you are if you can't direct it, then you're kind of hit and miss in developing it. Yes. But once you get it and you can now think it, denote it, now direct it, now you're in the driver's seat of developing your own leader's yes. abilities and leadership skills. That's what it really comes down to. But until you get that, you just kind of hit and miss and you're hoping you're getting it right. You may get it right quite a bit, but yeah. you don't have the control. That's or the, the or the chops to take that the next step, or to move. That's right. That versatility and timing that we talk about so critical. And the other thing that's great about this is once you get that, here's what what this is one thing that I love that we do in terms of helping people in their leadership development is now they can go and talk about what they do. Somebody says, "Well, tell us about your leadership yes. skills. What do you, you do?" They come back with, "Well, tell me what the situation is." Because that will determine the way that I respond as a leader. They don't usually get those kind of questions all that because it'll be just like one shot kind of thing, right? But now you say, well, if it was this situation, this is what I do. This is how I do it. If it's this kind of a situation, this is what I do. They can start laying out their leader maps very, very quickly. And then they can turn around and say, so tell me about your leadership. How do you do it? 99 times out of 100, they will have no clue how to respond. No clue. I'm a people person. (laughs) <laughs> there you go. They'll come back with, well, I'm good with people. And you know what? That that simple answer right there tells me you have no clue what your actual strengths and gaps are. You don't know. You yeah, what kind know. of it's a canned answer. It's a canned answer that really doesn't carry any weight at all. No, it doesn't. It, it's As a matter of fact, it's more telling about what you don't know than what you do know. Yes, it's a, it's kind of a nothing burger when you really take yes, a look at it. It really is. Yeah. So when you get down to so what does that really mean that you're a, a people person? Well, I like people, doggone it. Well, so and do people I. People like but... me. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask anybody. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, really it comes down to like you said, what do we do to get these people to to truly tap into their potential. And that really is what executive coaching and leadership development is about. It's about learning to tap your potential. Yep. It's getting to the point where you just are dissatisfied with the status quo. Yeah. You're dissatisfied with it. At one time it was okay, but it's no longer okay. Or you're in such pain that you just can't stand being here anymore and you got to do something 
because you've done everything that you've known to do. You stop lying to yourself thinking, well, if I just do this or do that or one more book or whatever it is, if I just do that, I'll finally have it. You know, I find I'm right next to finally having it. We know those people that, that finally do have it and yeah. they don't have anything close to it, but they so. think they've got it by, by golly. And so yeah. it's, it's, it's really coming to a point where you're just honest with yourself. Yeah. Just be honest with yourself. Do you really, are you, if, are you getting the results with yourself, yeah. with your team for the organization that you expected? Is it something that yeah. you enjoy doing? And that, and, yeah. and, and, and that's the thing about leadership. Leadership has its weight, but it's yeah. not, it can't be a burden. If it's a burden, then you're in your survival. If it's the weight, then that's responsibility and accountability. And that's a good thing because that means that you are an adult being yes. responsible and yes. serious about your leadership, what yes. you're doing there. But if it's stressful and if it's hard on you and you feel like you're being beaten up and it, and you're not really enjoying it, it's that old thing. If you're not having fun doing it, you ain't doing it right. Doesn't mean that it's always fun, but there's a certain sense of, of just no. the joy of being a leader and in, yep. in a leadership position. It's not the power. No, it's the service that you bring to the, the team service. and the organization. The service, you know, it's interesting, Michael. One one of the the joys of doing what we do, helping people, is when you uh, to understand their their leadership abilities and things is, and even companies starting to help them with their culture. It kind of goes along. It's almost the same thing. You see the lights mm -hmm. start coming on. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and soon as those lights start coming on, you see the flywheel start to turn. They want more. They really want to learn more. Wow, I didn't know this existed. There's a hunger there that starts to, you know, drive that a bit that they want to know more. They want more education. They want more uh, understanding of who they are. And then you see them start talking about the people they work with. This this person has these abilities and these abilities, and and they start pulling yes. these these talent levers in their own workplaces by understanding not only their own strengths and gaps, but being able to recognize the same thing in others. How would they be? You know, and that's that to me. When when that part starts happening, is 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 fun. It's fun. It's rewarding. It's and you see these people and the ones that we've done this to have continued on. Man, they've got the success that's going through the roof. And the great thing about it, what they do is once they once the lights go on for them, the flywheel starts kicking over again yeah. and again and again, is that they now are not only working at a higher level, yeah. their teams start working at a higher level. Their teams do, yeah. It's contagious because now you're acknowledging and working with your team members in a in a very different way because you're more self-aware. Yeah. You, you know how you work. You know how to connect with these individuals. They start saying it, and then they start acting in a healthy way. I was watching a piece by Jordan uh, Peterson the other day, and it says, people who are alone, okay, and, and, that, and that means literally alone, yeah. are yeah. very unhappy, and they're very unhealthy. Now, let's take that same notion here. Leaders who feel that they are alone, even though they may have lots of staff and people around them, but if they feel alone, they have isolated themselves, they are going to be unhappy and they're going to be unhealthy. They can't legitimately lead an organization in, he no. in healthy and happy ways. Right. So, so the thing here is this. If you are a leader and you're feeling alone, again, you're doing it wrong. What you've got to learn how to do is to find out who you are. Stop hiding from yourself. Stop fearing yourself. Stop pretending that you know. 
pretending who you are, yeah. get it opened up so that you can see what's what's really going on there. From the result of that is your team can only go as high one step below you. You've always got to be one step above them. But if they're wanting to go higher than you are, they can't. They'll keep hitting against the glass ceiling they call the so-called glass ceiling. But yeah. it's really the leadership ceiling that they're banging their heads against. Yes, they are. And so leaders, the best thing you can do for yourself, the best thing you can do for your teams is find out who you really are, not who you believe you are, not who you hope you are, who you think you are as a leader, yeah. but get some real legitimate feedback. Take the assessment, find out who you are. Yeah. Again, we've said this time and time again, you will be amazed. You will not be frightened. You will not be intimidated. You will not be put off. You will be amazed to find out your potential as a leader. And I'm guaranteeing you, it has never failed. Nobody's ever said, well, we have one person that actually did say this. <laughs> oh, yeah, I knew all that already. That's probably the least aware person we've ever talked to in our and the time doing this. The yes, least absolutely. Aware. But yeah. other than that one individual, everyone has said, I just had no idea. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. We had one guy come to us, Michael, and you, you'll know who I'm talking about when I say this. I don't want to... Uh, put a name out there, but when we first met him, he said, I want to be the guy that everybody admires from a leadership position. Oh yeah. I got you. I want to be that person that people look up to as a leader. And uh, he was pretty rough around the edges when we first started working with him. And he is now one of those true rock stars that we have worked with. And since then, he has now become a global director in his organization. Uh, he is developing teams globally that uh, answer up up to him, and having uh, and these people are raving about who he is, his abilities. He took it serious. He really stepped back and said, "I want to do this. What's it going to take for me to do this?" And really that vulner made that vulnerability decision that humility decision uh the courage to face who he who is challenges and his, his real really, potential yeah absolutely and he really has gone he's taken this and he's running man he did, he did a 180 before it was about it's about me yes now he realizes but, about what can i do for my team my team yeah leads to develop yep. the and he's he's you know the things that he's coming up with to have is is to develop his people are phenomenal, phenomenal. You know, and I'm talking not just you know he's global director of, uh, in this this that part of his organization, and it's you know, and that's that to me is the potential that people have if they yeah. would just take the time to develop it and in time. There you go, time and do the work, take the time. Be honest with yourself, truthful with yourself, and have the courage to face that vulnerability. That's right. And along with that, coming to the realization that um, you just have to stick with it every day. Yeah. You never do arrive. Yeah. You know, you never, I don't care how good a guitar player, singer, violinist, pianist, whatever it is. Yeah. They're great. They're added every single day. Yeah. And it is. It's, it's this calling that leaders have. They realize yeah. even when they retire, they're going to still look for opportunities to serve others. That's what that hard the leader is really, really all about. Yeah. All right. So, Rich, 
good discussion today. Thank you so much. Yes, yes. Um, if you want to see what your potential is, reach out to us. Um, MichaelBailey.com, M-A-I-K-E-L, RichBaronExecutiveCoaching.com. Um, you can find us on LinkedIn. Reach out. Let's have a conversation. And if you have 20 minutes, an hour or two in your life that you can really spend to start yourself down the path, I guarantee you'll never regret it. You'll never regret that. So uh, that being said, we're waiting. Ball's in your court. And we here, we're here to help. So, and we, we've, you know, it's not just uh, our time zone. We've helped people in, you know, different, different countries, different time zones, different parts of the planet, you know, the globe. We are here to help. Absolutely. These days, the distance problem is not a problem at all. No. It's just something that we manage. Yep. So anybody that you want to call out, shout out yes. today? Or- Flushing, New York. And yeah, Flushing, New York. We got some new uh, listeners in Flushing, New York. Oh, Flushing, New Oslo. York. Oslo as well. That's right. That's yeah. right. Oslo. We got some new uh, listeners in Oslo. So thank you. So give us a call. Don't ring the Pavlov dog bell. Don't do that. No. Just, no. just, just give us a ring here. Just, and, just... Yeah, put the dopamine <laughs> away. Just, just put it down and back away. Put it down. That's right. Unplug it from your brain. Yeah. All right. right. And until next time, again, uh, we appreciate your support and appreciate uh, all of our listeners out there. And uh, we'll look for you next time. And until then, take care of each other. Exactly. Spread the word and leaders lead well. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbaronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, This is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.